Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on this show is Ian from No Limits Health Club in Annick, Northumberland, England. Welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm good, thanks. I'm super excited to have you here and to learn more about, you know, No Limits Health Club, what you do, how you serve your clients. But before we kind of dive into that, give me some background, Ian. What was it that led to you going and opening up this gym 25 years ago? I started my life in the Royal Air Force in England and spent 15 years in the RF. Decided to come out, met somebody I wanted to settle down with and decided the RF wasn't really conducive to... um, married life so uh, I looked around and thought what can I do what I what I enjoy doing I was very much into fitness so I thought the town I was in Annick didn't at the time have a gym so I started the first gym here in Annick 25 years ago and um, did open a second one in the town close by in Amble but five years after that, I sold it um just yeah that's, that's, that's where we are today all right so that's really what led to the beginning of No Limits Health Club. So now that we know, you know, the history behind this, give us your best elevator pitch. What is No Limits Health Club? What services do you guys provide? Paint a clear picture for our listeners so we can really understand what it is that you guys do. All gyms are a little bit different. We talk to all different type of gyms here on the podcast. So we got to set the bar straight on exactly what it is that you guys do. Well, we're we pride ourselves on being a very friendly gym. Um, we do a lot of one-on-one personal contact with, with, with everyone that comes in. I've got about 250 members and I know them all personally. So everyone's a personal uh, friend of mine as well as being a, a member of the gym. Uh, people come in with different goals. We, we, we cater for everyone from 14 all the way up to 85 years old. I think my oldest member is 85 years old. So depending on what their goals are, we will work with them to try and reach their goals. You know, lose weight, gain weight, tone up, or just stay fit. Some people just like to kind of socialise, sit on the bike, talk to people. That's fine. So, yeah, we, we're a real cross-section, uh, and we don't really try and um, stereotype ourselves in anyone's one part of the fitness industry, really. Okay, I really like that. So you guys kind of do you know, a little bit of everything, serve a little bit of everybody. Um, you know, you have clients coming in, doing their own thing, utilizing the equipment. Do you do personal training or group training at all on top of that? We do with every, every membership, okay. every member is entitled to two half an hour PT sessions a week, free of charge. Not everyone uses that, but that's available. So I ask my instructors to be active, be on the floor, talking to people, making sure they're programmed, they're happy with their program, they're getting the success they need from their program. If they're not, let's get you booked in for a review of your program. So my instructors are proactive all the time on the floor, um, talking to clients and interacting with them. Um, I do offer a personal training service personally. I only have two or three clients take it up. I don't even charge very much for it. It's 10 pounds an hour. And that's more of a dedicated service. Some people like that. Um, and I'm happy, I'm here anyway, most of the time. So I'm happy to, if you like, beast them for an hour. So those clients who actually like that service, that is available. But most people are happy just what we offer up with our instructors walking around the floor and uh, train them when they need it. Okay. Okay. Um, I love that. So kind of before we really uh, dive 
too deep into all the different services and you know the other realms of business here um how big is the gym i know you guys do like square meters over there you know how big is the facility itself we're on the first and second floor so we've got two floors okay. split into different areas in total we've got about 3700 square feet um okay. that to your listeners i don't know but it's a reasonably sized gym and the most people walk in the first thing i say is well i didn't believe it's quite so big because it's set out you can walk through the gym and go to different rooms and areas which you can't see from the front of the building so we've got depth and height um over two floors and people go wow i didn't even know you got because we've got two sun beds a sauna um we did have a treatment room i've now turned that into a, into a spin bike room so there's classes in there um yeah so reasonably sized but not massive but reasonably sized yeah that's that's really great now kind of to talk about that you know you have kind of two different size or two different floors how many members do you guys currently have and is the gym pretty full it's never overflowing um we're open 14 hours a day from six in the morning to nine at night so we get a steady flow we do get peaks and troughs um so after work five six o'clock we do get a bit of a peak nine o'clock in the morning mothers drop the children at school um the title will come in so we get a peak then there's some quietish in the afternoon but we think we tend to get a steady flow of people throughout the day so I might get anything up to like 75 people averaging maybe up to 100 people a day come through the gym and use the facilities. Okay, I love that. Um, you know, you have a pretty, pretty decent membership there. Um, now, what are some of the things that you guys do to get your members in, like get new members in the front door? That is something that I talk to a lot of gym owners and that's something that a lot of people that I hear, you know, right now are kind of struggling with that, how to get new faces. And so I would love to hear what you guys do to get new faces in the door. In the past, we've done a lot of advertising with newspapers, flyers, and we've had companies come in and publicize the club and sell memberships for us. <laughs> but in the 25 years, we've got a good reputation in the town. We are only a small market town, probably about 20,000 people. Um, so word of mouth for me, is the best form of uh, advertising. We do advertise on social media. We put a lot of posts out on Facebook and Instagram and things. Um, we have a target audience there. Um, but predominantly word of mouth, most people come in and say, I've been recommended from this person, recommended from that person. Um, my friend comes or I've been before, ex-members coming back. So we're always welcoming ex-members as well as new members. Okay. Um, I like that, you know, I think that when we build really good relationships with our current clients, it's going to generate word of mouth. It's going to bring in referrals. Sure. It's going to bring in old members. People are going to leave. They're going to come back. Um, something that I've he I've heard and seen personal experience from being in the industry myself is in 2022, a lot of gyms are really utilizing social networks to grow their facilities. Do you guys have a presence on, you know, social media at all? Is that something that you've used to pull new, pull, pull and draw new people in? Yeah, we, we're, we're very current on Facebook was our main social media site. Um, the girls working Instagram for me as well, because I'm not that good on the IT, and, and also somebody working the Facebook for me as well. Um, so yeah, we, we have got a social media presence. Another thing I've changed in the last, I think, two years, when we've got more competition in the town, is I've gone to a non-contract membership. Mm -hmm. Whereas a lot of gyms, we did the same, 
we're selling membership for 12 months. So you sign on the line, you're with us for 12 months. Now I've gone down the line, complete opposite way, and said, right, you sign to pay by direct debit, so you're paying monthly out of your bank, but you cancel any time with one, one month's notice. And people like the feeling they're not being tied in for 12 months. I think there's a big stigma now. A lot of gyms, they sign here, uh, you're tied in over 12 months. And that puts, I think, puts a lot of people off. And that's how we stand out from the rest of the people, rest of the gyms in Anik as well. Definitely. Um, okay, so to kind of take things from the membership itself onto, you know, a different topic here, a lot of, um, you know, every gym owner has their fair share of challenges. Any business owner has their fair share of challenges. For you, Ian, what would you consider to be your biggest business-related challenge or bottleneck? And what do you feel like you are doing to work on overcoming that? Well, they're numerous, I suppose. Um, when I first opened up, I had no competition in the town. So business was booming. I went away and opened a second one in the, in the neighboring town. After about seven years of being open, I had a six and a half million pound sports center with a full-size swimming pool opened up on my doorstep. We managed to overcome that. That was a huge milestone. Um, then you had COVID again, shut us down for almost two years on and off. But the grant system in this country kept us afloat. And I had some very loyal members who kept paying through the time as well. So didn't really affect us too badly. Um, and now the next crisis on the horizon is the energy prices. I don't know if you guys over there are hitting the same as us. My contract energy price ends on the 6th of January. And I'm trying to get a new contract arranged. But the price is ex extortionate. I mean, I'm... So I'm paying about £7,000 £7, a year. I think the dollar to pound rate is about equal now. So $7,000 a year for my electricity. They're looking to me to pay thirty to £35,000 a year. So three, three, that's fourfold. And that's coming straight off my bottom line. So I have to now think, if this does happen in January, where am I going to find an extra £20,000 from, $20,000 from, just to pay this electricity bill? Uh, so that's my next challenge. And how am I getting over it? I don't know, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a difficult one for sure. When it comes to, you know, finances and, and stuff in, in this industry, it's difficult because nobody really realizes when they go into the gym business how high the overheads are and how expensive this business truly is. It's not, you know, I, I've heard a lot of people go and open up a gym thinking that it's going to be fine and dandy and they're going to become rich, but it's, it's hard. Uh, yeah, something that happens overnight. Um, what are some ways within your current business model that you could increase revenue to help with some of those expenses? We could. We've got a small room, which I've got some equipment in. I could take the equipment out and rent the room out. So sublet one of my, my rooms, maybe to a hairdresser or a beautician and take some revenue there. But that means losing some equipment. Uh, mm -hmm. Cut staff, work longer hours in the business myself. That's another option. Uh, but it's, it's one I, I don't want to take unless I actually I mean, have to. So, yeah. There becomes a certain level of like burnout too. Like you, you, you don't want to have to take on more hours in the gym because you know less. your mental health and everything is just as important. Yeah, I want to take on less. I'm, I'm at an age now. I don't mind telling you I'm 59. I, I'm, I would like to retire in a few years' time. Um, so taking on more hours is not ideal um i probably work 
30, 35 hours a week in a business myself, um, which is quite doable. Um, to, to push myself up to 40, 45 hours a week now would be uncomfortable for me. But I would do it if I have to. It meant, if it meant survival, then that's what I have to do. Yeah. Um, do you think that there's another way? Like, do you think that there's any other way that's not going to require you to put more time and attention into the day-to-day -day operations? Put my prices up, but will the members stomach a price increase? Um, I don't know. I've got a couple of months, well, probably one month really to think about what I'm going to do before the price rise hits me hard. Um, obviously, I've got savings, and if I have to use the savings for you, so I don't think the price increase is going to be forever. Uh, once the war in Ukraine finishes um, and it settles down, hopefully the price of energy will come back down to a normal rate again and we can all survive. Um, and the government is helping us a little bit. We do get some subsidies from the government, our government uh, on electricity price, but it's still going to hit us hard in the industry. In all industries, pubs, clubs, restaurants, gyms. And I'm, going, I'm sure you guys are the same out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, definitely can you know relate and, and understand there. And I think a lot of times when it comes to the increase of pricing in a gym or any business, the biz as a business owner, we're the most scared about the idea of raising our prices because we don't want to lose our members. But typically, if we have a really awesome service, our members are going to pay for it. So are you confident that your gym is worth an increase in price? Yes, in, in a word, okay. because we offer a very personal service. And if any of the members want help, they get it without question and without cost. Yeah. So kind of to move on from this, you know, you said you said you're aging, right? You're uh, you're 59 years old. What does the future of your business look like? You know, if ideally I could hand you a magic wand, all your dreams, all your goals came true. You could finish this off however you wanted. What would that picture look like? Um, I think if somebody came along and said, I'd like to buy your gym, here's X amount of pounds, go away and retire. You can train in this gym for the rest of your life, but I want to run it and I want it to be mine. Here's the money. Go and play golf. That was okay. me. <laughs> so ideally you just want to be able to like hand it off to somebody sell it off to somebody that eventually know, going about it, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely as i would that's i can't work in it all my life i've built it up from nothing to what it is now um and i'd like to think that somebody could take over probably a bit younger than me and a bit more energy perhaps put some more energy in it, put their spin on it and uh, run it yeah. successfully as well for another 25 years yeah, do you think that the gym is in a spot right now where somebody would want to buy it or do you need to make any changes before, you know, that becomes a reality for you? No, I think we're in a position where it's fairly sellable, but the market today, I don't think anybody's going to buy the business with the energy prices they are now because it's, mm -hmm. it's basically off the bottom line. When, 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 when the energy price goes up from £7,000 a year to £30,000 a year, that takes... £23,000 off my bottom line. And it doesn't make it look like a viable opposition. opposition. So when the prices come down, I'm hoping we will in a year's time, um, we will then be viable again. Um, but I'm going to have to ride this out somehow, either 
staff hours, prices increase, renting rooms out to cover the cost of uh, the utilities, the gas and the electricity. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, like you said, we're in kind of a tough market right now where people aren't really like looking to go and, and buy businesses. So with that being said, you know, really focus on the business right now, maybe increase the pricing, get some more revenue flowing in so that when the market gets a little bit better, it's more enticing for, you know, a young, hungry fitness person to want to come out and be like, hey, Ian, here's the money. I'm taking this thing. It's going to be mine. And then you can just be like, bye-bye, time to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's it in a nutshell. I think you got it right here. And that's yeah. what I can do the next 12 months is concentrate on the business, give my customers the best experience possible, perhaps bring in some more customers over the next 12 months. Um, if we can grow the business in 12 months, great. If we can retain our members over the next 12 months, because remember the cost of living for them is going up as well. And they'll be looking for ways to save money. And the first thing to go might be things like gym membership, going out in the, in the evening to pubs and clubs. So yeah. we're, we, we are facing some tough times, but I'm sure we'll get through it. Yeah. Um, what piece of advice, Ian, you know, you've been doing this for 25 years. So I want to hear what advice you would give to a new gym owner. Um, <laughs> That's hard, but perhaps concentrate on your members. Don't concentrate on how much money you're making all the time. If you just keep your members happy, that will generate more income. I find I don't look at the figures. I don't obviously I keep the books, but I don't look at the figures and say, oh, we've made less this month than we did last month. Why have we made less this month? Concentrate on the members. They're the people who are going to bring in the revenue, make them happy. They'll tell somebody else about the experience and they'll bring your members in and it'll work that way. That's yeah. advice I'd give for people. Work, work, be, be, be nice to your members. Yeah, be nice to your members. They will provide for you. That's a great note to kind of end things on. Ian, where can our listeners go? What's your website? Where can they learn more about what it is that you guys do at No Limit? We've got a website, www.nolimitshealth.co.uk. Perfect. Can't wait to check it out. Thank you so much for being here today. It was really insightful learning about what you guys do over there. Listeners, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like, hit subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords Podcast, fill out the link in the description. Our team will get in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but... Don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joseph, and joining me in the show is Vinny from Renegade Fitness in Rocky Point, New York. Welcome to the show, Vinny. How are you doing today? Doing good. Thank you. Yeah, Vinny, I'm excited to have you on the podcast today to learn more about what you have going on at Renegade Fitness. But before we dive into the business side of things, you know, when you first came into this gym business, you know, what was your 
vision for it, you know, for the long term. What like what did you want to accomplish? Um walking into the gym business was um very interesting. It was the the whole idea was to make it a lot easier of a process than um, what I had to go through myself. You know, I was somebody who had to lose 125 pounds, you know, just to even look like I was somebody who could tell somebody how to lose weight. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, through the process, I messed it up a lot. And really one of the biggest things that I wanted to teach people to do was not what to do, but mm -hmm. you know, that's basically it. Just making sure they're doing, uh, doing it right and not making the pitfalls and mistakes most of us usually make. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is like giving them the correct guidance that they need to, you know, either begin or continue in their fitness journey and becoming a healthy person. Yes. Awesome. So with that, you know, right now at Renegade Fitness, so the listeners can gain a better understanding of what it is that you guys do why don't you give them your elevator pitch? So who is it that you serve and what services do you offer to them? So we serve a wide variety of different clientele's needs. Um, the idea is that we teach strength and conditioning um, to all and any who are looking to learn. Um, basic premises are, you know, based off of basic benchmarks that everybody should be working off of and taking away the idea of, and the intimidation of picking up a barbell and learning how to become strong and why building muscle is important. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we focus on one-on-one -on -one training. We do have a uh, small group training as well. One-on-one mm -hmm. uh, -on -one training being the most important in what we do because we realize that individual needs design individual goals and individual programming so it's usually the one we focus on the most. Okay. So one-on-one -on -one small group with the general population, do you guys also do some large group or is it more just a small group there? Large groups we consider to, uh, we, the way I see things that people are only effectively able to lead anywhere between groups of, you know, six, maybe even eight at the most mm -hmm. outside of that, we do recommend having a second coach available, be able to, but you know, it just loses a lot of the aspect of doing like groups past eight, you know, okay. a lot of people lose the individualization that they need, you mm -hmm. know, it's, and it's good enough for the military with their fire squads, we might as well do it for our group training. Yeah, why not? Okay, so right now, just a one-on-one -on -one small group. So that leads me to my next question here, Vinny. How many people are you currently serving at the gym facility right now? Um, the facility itself, my partner included, um, we have about 200 and something, about 238 members. Uh, I personally, myself, serve about 70, uh, about 50 to 70 of those members on average. Oh, wow. So, okay, I'm, very, so. I'm very hands-on when it comes to coaching and uh, training. Yeah, so you're really in the business there, making sure that the clients get the service, right? So. About 238, 240 members just round up there. So is that somewhere, you know, for the business that you guys want to, you know, stop at? Or do you guys eventually want to bring in some new faces and increase the clientele in the business? We're looking to increase, you know, growth is always the most important thing with us. The more that we can grow, the more people we can help, the bigger outreach we can have. And that's really the idea. It's driving a sense of community. 
making sure that people understand we're here to help and not just us, but everybody who's involved in there. You come into one of our small group training classes or one of our CrossFit classes or something that's going on, you'll see people there working, helping each other, not just coming in, sitting, hiding in the corner or being afraid of whatever. You know, we try to make sure everyone feels comfortable, try to make sure everybody understands that we're all in this together. Yeah, so building that community feel there, building kind of like a tribe, so to say, you know, letting everyone be a part of something and not letting people scatter away and go sit over the corner, as you said. So, exactly. so, you know, with your current clientele right now, what have you guys done to bring those people into the business? Uh, we do a, uh, we have a very unique approach about it. Um, you know, we do all the standard things that everybody does. We do the marketing on Facebook ads, Instagram, Google ads, everything like that. Um, I'm very hands-on, you know, I didn't come into the industry directly as a personal trainer. I came in as a salesman. Mm -hmm. I have more door-to-door -door and uh, B2B and, you know, face-to-face -face sales experience than anything, which is one of the um, reasons why I feel I've been so successful um, because I do it in a different way. A lot of people will hide and, you know, make sure they send out their emails and their mass messaging. But I like to get out in there and talk to the people, be involved in my classes, be involved, getting referrals, talking, driving, like I said, drive a sense community. We run community mm -hmm. events every holiday. You know, just recently we've had our... Um, we had our Halloween, our annual Halloween workout, annual Thanksgiving workout. We have two more, you know, like I said, driving that sense community because it brings in other people. So I'm used to bringing in sales through referrals and face-to-face -face contact and even working with our other local community members where we are a part of our uh, community chamber board. We talk to the uh, other local businesses, you know, and make sure that we, uh, we really work our network within the area itself. Yeah. So really leveraging the human connection there, you know, building the relationships that you need and having them, you know, see your gym and then eventually bring in people organically. Okay. So with that, what kind of, you know, social media advertising do you do? Because you did mention advertising. So I'm curious what it is that you guys do there. We run the typical ads, you know, we put up our typical monthly Google, Facebook, you know, mm -hmm. we're not huge on doing Instagram ads. We do the usual posts, you know, my partner is huge on making sure he has his workout videos up. He even posts them up on Twitch, which is okay. a new avenue, which is yeah. a new avenue for him. He does an amazing job. The guy's, guy's a tank. So yeah, he holds a, uh, he holds a record, uh, state record in squat. The guy's, uh, guy's I've actually like never heard of. You know, like a gym owner doing like something on Twitch. That's that's interesting. Wow, I. Hmm. Yeah, he's he's really trying hard. Does amazing. His things are expert. You know, he does it under Twitch as well, and he does an amazing job. Guys works his ass off. You know. Yeah. Dang. So, so you you know you do the word of mouth, the community events, some paid advertising there on the socials, um, and now you know Twitch. So. I'm kind of curious with the paid advertising, how has you guys experience been with that so far? So the listeners can take some, you know, potential nuggets from you. It's a mixed bag, you know, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's big, you know, depending on how many leads you're getting in, how the competition in the area, your reputation, 
You know, there's a lot that goes into that. You know, we get good leads, we get bad leads, we get junk leads, we get people who are just up late at night and accidentally clicked on a button. Yeah. You know, it's um, it's been a really big mixed bag of everything. So, you mm-hmm. know, what we do is just try and stay diligent, stay on top of every lead that comes in. You know, we make sure, you know, my partner has a spreadsheet of everything that's list of every lead that comes in and the eye contact every person that comes in, set them up for an assessment or, you know, if they're not, the other thing is, is if they're not a viable customer, I don't hunt them down. They're yep. not, if they don't work. If they're not qualified, why, like, why waste exactly. your time on them, right? Exactly. You know, I have somebody else who's going to be asking for help in about 10 to 15 minutes, and I'm better off serving them rather than trying to convince somebody else that they need to be here where they really don't want to be. So, you know, I just yeah. try to make sure I'm serving people that I need to be serving, not people that, you know, not trying to convince somebody to do something that we all know they need to do, but... Yeah, I'm going to help. But if someone doesn't want it, then you're just not going to be able to, you know, really convince them. Cause I mean, we much rather change maybes to yeses than hard no's to yeses. Cause it's just a harder process. And the, what's the word commitment from the client isn't going to be as good. So yeah, I like how you really focus on getting those qualified people in there. So Moving on from the marketing processes and more on the sales processes, because obviously, you know, you mentioned before the podcast that you handle the sales there. So what does the process look like from cold potential client to warm paying client? What does that sales process look like? So sales process we have is, you know, we is a very basic system right now um where you have it it gets more involved afterwards but once the basic process is very simple the second that we get a lead coming in i reach out to them either through a phone uh via phone call text and if we can we email them through our actual gym systems email uh primarily texts work the greatest um i actually text people directly from my uh my work cell phone itself uh give it a very human aspect to make sure that they understand they're talking to somebody and not just a machine yeah. Uh, when I do call, um, if they don't answer, I always leave a voicemail. And one thing that I always find that le- uh, really help is uh, leaving my phone number twice on the yes. voicemail. Yes, I've experienced uh, that too. It, it helps a lot to remember it. Yeah. And just saying it's sl- slowing it down and saying it's slow the second time. Something that I've noticed, you know, just letting them know and, you know, try to reach out to them at least once or twice every you know, for about four or five days. And then once I realize, you know, if they're not going to be reaching out that much or they're not coming in, you know, we'll put them into a lead list and where they'll be reached out every so often. Um, but the, if somebody does reach back out, which typically we have a pretty good reach out uh, back uh, method. So when people reach back, um, the first thing I try to do is get them to come in um, and meet with me personally. Mm-hmm. I never try to sell anybody over the phone. Um, I really don't like giving membership um cost over the phone. I don't like giving uh, package costs over the phone. Mm-hmm. It really takes away the value of the package. Yeah. Um, so I really try to, you know, have, tell them, ask, yeah, ask, you know, ask them, how can I help them? What is it that you're looking for? What is it that you need? Why did you reach out? And then invite them to come down and check out the gym. You mm-hmm. know, usually I, if I always can, I try to book them for an assessment. If I can't get them for the hour or long assessment where they'll sit down with either myself or a qualified trainer or coach themselves who could take them through an assessment. Uh, is it po- able to train, uh, sell a package who's capable of selling a package? Like so, some of the newer guys, I'm definitely wouldn't do that with. I'd have yeah. them shadow me first, but um, sit down, have them talk to me, 
figure out what their goals are, who they are, what their goals are, what they're looking to do, what they're, how they're looking to do, what their mindset is, what their experience is with all this. If they have any negativity towards fitness or health or anything in and of itself. Um, and spend about an hour with them talking about all that. Um, you know, I'll do a short physical assessment. I never take them through a heart pounding workout because I don't yeah. want to scare people off. Um, so, you know, you don't I'll want do to it. bring them in and have them like a, have like a heart attack or something first. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and the, you know, if there's somebody who's there to take it awesome. If not, you know, we'll see how it works out. I play that by ear, but for the most part, take them through a quick physical assessment of the primary motions of the human body, <laughs> see how they're moving. Um, we have an in-body system, which has been a huge advantage to us, actually, which is a uh, one of the scales that we use, which takes the yeah. complete physical scale all reading through body fats. I actually have a connection who uses self for in-body, so that's interesting, yeah. Love it. It's one of the best wow. things we've ever had, we invested in, uh, because it gives a real physical representation of what our clients are actually reaching, and they get to see body fat, skeletal muscle yeah. mass, by how it's, it's just great, so... You know, I'll do an in-body on them, talk about what they need to work on just by what that says. And then simply ask them, hey, do you want to do some personal training with us, get into some classes and start rocking towards your goals? You know, I don't beat around the bush. I don't give them some special dancey dance. I said, here's our prices. This is what I can do for you and help you guys out. We own a fitness app as well that we use for our clients to be able to uh, track their progress, track their workouts. So is that like a custom app for your company or is that a different one? Okay. Yes, it's a custom app, members only app. So only our members can use this app. You can't download it off of the app store unless you have permission from uh, me to, to use it. Yeah. And, you know, it just, you know, really driving the value of why they should be working on their goals and working mm-hmm. towards bettering themselves. You know, and that's kind of, you know, and usually at that point, it's that was like a it's nice like, sales really, process really, there, Vinny. My goodness. Yeah, it's. It's all down to a T. Sounds yeah, like. Yeah, well, it's been 10 years. I've been oh, well, coming up to 10 years soon that I've been doing this. So it's, um, you know, I I have to replace clients. Anybody else who's been in this as long understands you got to replace clients as fast as you're building, as you're training them and as fast as they're coming in, they're leaving. And you got to make sure you've got your processes and everything buttoned up. You know, you always have so, to be ahead of that monthly average churn rate of 10%. You always want to be above that. So you're always bringing in new business and making sure that your gym isn't going in the hole, right? Yes, My absolutely. Um, so you handle that whole like sales process. Sounds like it is ironed out to a T. Great job, Benny. So at the facility, you know, what does your staff look like? How many people are working there for you guys? So at RxFit right now, we have... Uh, I believe it was, we have about f- seven trainers. Um, most of them are all small group certified. Some are certified in certain individual um, aspects. You know, they all have their own niches. Um, each one of them has their own clientele. You know, we, okay. you know, we're all respond. We have a very, very uh, ownership mentality of the gym itself. You know, it's our space. We all respect it. We all work there. We all take care of it. We all mop it. We all throw out the garbage. Nobody's above taking care of anything. And we all take care of it. Mm-hmm. You know, we all train there. We all eat there. We all hang out there. It's, it's what yeah. We do. So, so for the listeners who want to gain some insight about how to go about hiring or, or bringing some staffing in, what have you guys done at the facility to bring those trainers in? 
So a lot of our trainers are actually been long. I'm actually uh, technically the newest of the staff because all of our trainers have known each other forever. Okay. Um, they've all worked at other gyms together before, you know, they worked for my partner once before mm-hmm. and, you know, walking in there, they were just all pretty much geared up, ready to go. Most of them have had experience for t- one of our trainers is as experience for over 20 years. Jeez, you know? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it was, uh, the staff itself kind of assimilated itself together where we just, they've been members, you know, half of them were members that you know were you know in the fitness field or just mm-hmm. needed a gym to work out and they're like hey you know do you mind if i coach class and this you know goes I mean? back to the importance of word of mouth and connections and yeah. referrals because i mean look at the business now you guys have a whole staff there because of building the relationships there so are they more of a w2 or 1099 independent what does that look like for you guys 1099 Okay, Everybody's so, on a 1099. So do they rent space or get like a percentage? We um, do percent. We do a percentage okay. where they get a person, you know, they bring in a, because primarily most like we give them a different percentage depending on how the client itself is obtained. If they're bringing somebody in from outside that we give them obviously, they obviously get a bigger, the one. highest percentage they can get from it because they did all the work. Yeah. If I, if I'm selling the client, they're going to be getting a lower percentage. Anything sold within the company is sold within the company and gets a smaller percentage and also depending on where you are in your training level you yeah, know yeah. we give our master trainers more where we give our newer trainers less of course based of off ex- you know experience and expertise right exactly yeah so you know one of my favorite questions to ask here benny is when you first got into this industry what is that one piece of advice that you wish that you had starting out you can only lead a horse to water. You can't force it to drink. Why is that? I love that, but why is that? Because as a trainer, as a manager, as an owner, you can't force somebody who doesn't want to do something to do something. That is applied to my sales teams, it is applied to my personal training teams, it is applied to my, my personal training clients. You can't force somebody to do something that they don't want to do. The best way to say that is if you can't get, if somebody is on, if a trainer is unmotivated in the gym and you can, you've done everything you can to help them and not say ridicule, not even constructive criticism, help them try to lead them in the right path, get them on the right thing, doing the right thing. You can't sit there and have them in there anymore. You can only lead them. Detriment to the business. Exactly. There's certain clients where it's, you know, we have, I've had clients as a trainer where I understand that this isn't, I'm not the right trainer for you, or this isn't the right time for you. And Mm. you might have to go talk to somebody who has more of, uh, you know, better qualifications in certain areas, whatever the need is, it's maybe this isn't the right time. I've cut clients regardless of my paycheck. I don't take people on. If it's more of an interview for people when I'm sitting down with an assessment, it's more of an interview. If I want to see if I want you to work with me, my staff, my clients, if you're the right fit for us versus you being the right fit for my wallet. Yeah. I can oh, always yeah. get a new, I can always get a new client in here. I can always get a new trainer in here. I can always There's get 8 somebody. billion people in the world. You can always find that other person. Exactly. 
And it's yeah. not like, and it's not, and it's not coming out of like, oh, you're doing a bad job. I want to fire. It's like, listen, I've done everything I can to help you. I really wanted to see you succeed in this business, but unfortunately, this isn't working for you. This is working for me. And this goes in every aspect. Mm-hmm. So my best, my the piece of advice I got was, you can only lead a horse to water. You can't force it to drink. Mic drop. Thank you for sharing that, Vinny. And I just want to thank you for hopping on the podcast today. But before we sign off. Where can the listeners find you on your social medias and your website? Uh, we are at rxfitli.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and our, uh, we have rxfitli.com, renegadefitnessli.com. And then we are at uh, Renegade Fitness, LA, uh, Renegade Fit at Instagram. Well, there, there we go. I don't even know my own tag names. <laughs> no worries at all, Benny. Thank you again for hopping on the podcast today and you know, sharing your insights and lessons and stories about being in this industry. And to everyone else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. And don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your gym business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Hannah, and joining us on the show is Gabe from Wingspan Training in Lafayette, Louisiana. Welcome to the show, Gabe. How are you today? I'm pretty good. It's a beautiful day out, so that's also great. Okay, that is good. It's okay here in, in Texas, a little cloudy, but can't complain. At least it's not cold. <laughs> um, but super excited to have you here today. Before we dive into everything and how you run your business, first tell us what made you want to start um, the facility in the first place. Um, I actually was a college athlete. I played soccer for since I was nine. Went to school at a Division two school, um, and then I my career ended off of an injury. I pulled my psoas, and I wanted to come back and kind of like do personal training and make sure that people didn't make the same mistakes that I did going into college and playing sports and getting injured. So that's really how everything started. Gotcha. So do you have like a big emphasis on like form and like injury prevention? Is that something that you're really passionate about? Gotcha. Sweet. Okay. Awesome. Tell us about the gym and the facility. What services do you offer? Tell us about it. All right. It's a, it's just 600 square feet. I call it a no nonsense studio. Um, we don't have a lot of machines. Most of the things we do are with free weights. Um, that's because I want to be able to get my clients to activate multiple muscle groups at the same time. A lot of the times, because a lot of people that come in aren't athletes, they don't have 
<clears throat> the kinesthetic awareness to be able to do certain things. So we want to kind of get them trained up and onto, you know, better lifestyles, stronger limbs, joints, all that fun stuff. Um, it's pretty open. So there's a lot of movement that goes around in there. Uh, and we offer mostly one-on-one -on -one sessions. So personal training, soccer training, um, nutrition coaching. I also do life coaching as well. That's mm -hmm. an interesting little bit. Um, and that's basically how we run everything. Nice. What would you say is like your main demographic? Do you see like all ages, all genders, or who do you kind of cater to? It's kind of all ages, all genders. It's always been a big mix. Always, nice. always. That's awesome. You have a, a wide net then. So how many members um, are you currently serving? About 10 right now. Okay, and then what are your what are your goals? Like big picture, are you looking to grow your member base? How does that look? So we're looking to kind of grow again. There was at one point we had fifty plus members, mm -hmm. uh, and I just took a step back for a while just to kind of focus on some other things, get a little bit more financial stability, so I could kind of reinvest into the business in a better way. Because mm -hmm. uh, I made a few, you know, financial mistakes I didn't really see coming, uh, so I wanted to make sure I didn't replicate those same things. Uh, but definitely looking to grow again and get more clients in basically all aspects, you know, more personal training, more sports performance, more soccer training. How do you market yourself? How do you get more people to get eyes on the gym and get them in the door? Honestly, a lot of it right now has been word of mouth. Um, and the other thing is I have like a little, a tiny marketing uh, setup that just kind of has like a landing page, helps advertise a business on and people they're clicking and calling and stuff like that. So it's a lot of hands-off for me because I don't really like to dabble in marketing too much. It's just a little bit overwhelming. Uh, yeah. So a lot of it's just hands-off. The little marketing team that I have, they go and they do the, the landing page with all the advertisements and everything in there. So that's it. Sweet. How do you direct people to that landing page? Do you use like social media or flyers? Or? Most people just find it in a Google search. Okay. The vast majority of people find this in a Google search. They're looking for personal trainers in the area. And I'm pretty centrally located in the city. So we're a pretty easy place to find and normally where people go to for the location. Gotcha. So proximity's on your side. That's always good. Um, have you tried any kind of paid advertising at all or has it all been organic? Uh, the vast majority has been organic. We've tried some paid advertising in the past. Um, it didn't work out as well as I had planned. Um, but we do plan on having uh, some additional marketing happening in the future. What I'm going to try to do is get like some <clears throat> college students that uh, we have and they can go and do some marketing for me on my behalf so that we can kind of ramp up everything um, because what we have is working, but it's not, it's not meant to do mass growth. Right. That makes sense. Um, we're looking for a little bit of mass growth in a little bit. Gotcha. Okay. Um, have you, so go back to that paid advertising a little bit. What did you try and why do you think it, it didn't work so well? Um, mostly we use, I tried to use uh, the Facebook ads because mm -hmm. most of our traffic outside of Google comes from Facebook. And personally, I think it's just a user error and me not knowing how to use it appropriately. Um, I've gone to many classes and I just still just can't find or target the right amount or kind of people that I would like to have come in. Um, and I think that's why it didn't work. So I'd have to have somebody that's more specialized in that to do that for me. Yeah, definitely. I feel like 
most of us in the fitness industry get into it because we're fitness people, not so much business or marketing people. And so it can kind of be a shock when you get thrown in, into the business side because it's like, okay, I'm a great trainer, but no one's going to know it if I if I don't know how to market. And so that can be really hard because that's another thing you have to learn on top of owning a business. So I totally feel you there. Um, yeah, Facebook ads is like a whole whole thing in itself to figure out. But <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That and math. I never thought I'd have to do so much math. I kind of was trained to get away from it. And then the more I got away from it, the more complex math I started having to do with clients. And I was just like, <laughs> yeah, I know. There's so many things that you're like, wait, I didn't sign up for this. Like I'm a personal trainer and then you're, right. you're cleaning a gym and you're organizing clients mm-hmm. and you're being a therapist to people, (laughs) all the things. Yes. Okay. So, um, the clients that you have now, how do you keep them long-term? Like what's your, what's your uh, method for retention? Um, really just building a lot of trust with them because most people will stay if they trust you. Um, and if they can tell that you actually care about them. And that's really what helps clients stay long-term because there's not a program that'll, because I've had things in the past that, work for clients are and I've seen other trainers that like they have things that work for clients and they still leave because Mm -hmm. they don't always feel like they're cared for as much or that they can trust you know a trainer on a long-term basis and stuff like that so I kind of build it on those aspects um the programming will come you know with every client that we have I just try to tailor it as best I can to each and every client but my biggest uh strategy for that is just trust and care. I love that. Yeah. And you mentioned earlier life coaching and also nutrition. How does that tie in? Um, so life coaching is something I decided to do because inadvertently that's what you become when you become a personal trainer. Uh, people are just going to talk about what they have to talk about. And it's just good to have the knowledge to be able to help navigate them through that on, you know, a touch and go basis. Um, that's why I decided to get into it. And it helps a lot with helping clients kind of realize their potential with helping clients kind of stay organized and on top of things. And that also kind of increases, increases client retention as well, because with some of the skills I learned in life coaching helps to keep the clients organized, motivated, and with an action plan to go straight forward and continue doing the training. So it all ties in really, really well. Definitely. I think like half of or more than half of training is like mental for sure. So I I appreciate that you add that in there. Is that like an add-on that people can pay for or is it something that you just like offer to all all of your clients? It's an add-on, it's an add-on. But I just, I use the skills passively, Mm -hmm. uh, but it's definitely an add-on where they can have dedicated life coaching sessions to help sort out some things with them. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a good way to increase the value for each member too. Um, and then nutrition, that's also a separate add-on? Yes, nutrition is also a separate add-on. Nutrition coaching is rough. It's always rough with clients because it's hard to like navigate food. Food can be a very complex monster and a complex dynamic. So I try my best to make it as simple as humanly possible. That way people can stay motivated to do it. Because I find that if it's too complicated, too overwhelming, people are just going to quit most times. Because it's so much easier to just eat what you feel like eating, eat when you feel like eating, all that stuff. So we tried to uh, make it as simple as possible. I got certified, I don't remember the year, but back in the day with a company called Precision Nutrition. 
Um, and the main reason I did that is because I saw that they made nutrition into a much easier breakdown than just the massive number of calories and how you map out your macros and stuff like that. They made it into a much easier setup. So I was able to get my clients to stay on board using things like the hand size portion guides and um, mapping out basically everything that was complex and just having them follow along. Yeah, that's right. Especially where you live. I know there's really good food there. So, yeah, <laughs> um, okay. So, um, would you say that like nutrition training or education was like a worthwhile investment for you? Have you seen like a payoff in your, in your business by investing into that education for yourself? Yes, 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 yes. Um, because having the knowledge to be able to talk to clients about that. And that's another, that's another thing that I use passively also just to be able to have the conversations with them will help them learn. And as long as they're learning, then they can also grow and they can progress even farther than they might have been able to do just on training alone, right? Uh, because in the past, before I got certified with nutrition, I was just doing training and I always felt like I was missing something, always. Because we start trying to talk about food and I'm just like, you know, well, the truth is, I don't know anything. So I'm not going to even try to direct you there. So eventually I was just like, I have to find a way to get the knowledge to be able to have these conversations and, and, and help them out in that way. Yeah, definitely. And then that opens up another um, revenue source for you. You don't have to outsource them to someone else for nutrition and life coaching. Like it can all be in-house with you. So I think that's really smart for sure. Um, okay. So you mentioned you do mostly one-on-one -on -one training. Have you thought about adding in like group or like semi-private or do do any of that now? Um, I have always thought about doing group sessions, uh, but the way that my gym is set up and the way that my time works out and the way that everybody else's time works out just never seems to link up well. And I'm not the type to like lose time on that type of stuff, especially when one-on-ones have always made me money. Uh, right. It's easier to do group sessions with soccer training and sports training than it is to do group sessions with uh, personal training. Um, because I'll also say that, you know, it's a fairly, it's a small, medium-sized facility that I have. And to be able to do group sessions, I would need more equipment also. So that's another thing that I haven't been really sorting out. Um, yeah but definitely easier to do like group soccer sessions and group sports performance sessions because you don't need a, a lot of equipment. You just need space, which we have. Gotcha. So do you run like soccer boot camps or like market to, to athletes at all? Yes. Um, I've done soccer camps in the past and I coach soccer competitively and at the high school level, middle school level also, I do too much coaching actually. Um, <laughs> But because I coach so many places, I have access to more space for those type of trainings, the sports performance and the soccer trainings. So I have run some camps and I always look to try to do that around, you know, holidays, summertime, all that fun stuff. So, yeah. That's good. That's really smart. Um, okay. So, yeah, I kind of, I resonated with what you said about, you know, the group training because you have, if it's just you, right? You're the only trainer? Right. Just me. Yeah, so it's hard because like group classes need to be around the most popular times, but then your one-on-one -on -one people want to come in at around those most popular times too. So yeah, that's definitely hard figuring out how to make everybody happy there. Um, 
but what are what are kind of your like your long-term goals with the gym where do you see um yourself as a business owner in the facility maybe like three years from now um three years from now i'm really hoping i can make enough revenue to get a a decent enough size loan to kind of buy the place that i'm at mm-hmm. if we're being honest yeah. and to kind of expand and do more things with the space that i'm in because i'm surrounded by space in in the form of like buildings and stuff like that and i want to be able to do more with the space that i'm surrounded by uh i would like to at some point be able to get to opening a kind of like a community gym where you can come in and work out on your own time because that type of revenue pays for itself everything pays for itself that way it's just you know memberships passive income that type of thing um We have plenty of space in the back of the building as well. So I kind of like to kind of centralize all of the soccer training, the sports performance training for that. It's just the maintenance back there is quite high. So that's another reason why um, I'm hoping that in the next few years I can stabilize the income enough to be able to handle the maintenance work that it takes to be able to centralize everything in one place. Um, and also kind of bring massage therapy back because at one point I had it and then it stopped working out for the massage therapist. Uh, but I want to be able to bring that back because that was a very worthwhile service for the clients. Uh, and that's mostly what I'm looking for in the next three years. That's awesome. Those are great goals. I think really growing that space, like you said, that open gym, then that kind of keeps your, your members accountable too. Cause when they're not in your PT training, they don't have to go to another gym. They can also stay in house for that. They can stay in house for massage. So yeah, I think that's, that's a great plan. What are you doing now? Or what do you think is like the biggest bottleneck that's keeping you from growing your revenue um, to get to that point? Um, Marketing. <laughs> I think that's the biggest boundary, the biggest, obstacle that I have right now is I know that I provide good, great services, but I can't both provide the service and advertise for it at the same time because the hours that it would take to do the advertising, I'm working or yeah. uh, because I also I decided to get like, you know, a regular job just to make sure I can balance all the income and stuff like that, the way I can reinvest personally into the business. So being that I have to get up so early, that means I have to go to bed early as well. So I have to kind of cut training shorter um, as far as like the last time that I have available. Um, Whereas before I used to be able to go from, I did it full time. So I went from, well, I basically was open 24 hours by appointment. Um, And that was hectic. That sounds crazy. (laughs) um, I don't know if I'll do that again, but um, now, it's just those things, but marketing is definitely the biggest thing. I'm one of those people that you get me in front of a crowd. I probably can talk my way into quite a few different good, positive things. It's yeah. just getting in front of a crowd. For sure. Yeah, I agree. I think that's most people, most gym owners that I talk to marketing is like that big thing. Like there's not enough time in the day to learn how to do it. And then, you know, you don't want to put money into something that you're not positive will get a return. So yeah, you're definitely not alone in the marketing aspect. I feel like that's the hardest for most of us. Um, what were you doing when you, back when you had like 50 plus members, how did you market to those people? Um, so that, I that was also word of mouth. It was a really good time. There's a site called Thumbtack. Are you familiar with that? Yes. I've heard of it. Yeah. 
So uh, before things kind of changed up with the way they, they run things, I used to get a good bit of clients from there as well. So, you know, you get these notifications, oh, XYZ person wants XYZ service and I can hurry up and make a quick bid on a client. And then, you know, it's a little bit of a race against the clock to see who gets there first. And normally who got there first, the client is the person that they hire. So I was really good at being able to do that. So between Thumbtack and word of mouth, clients just kind of blew up. But now Thumbtack has kind of changed everything and it makes it, I don't find that it's as financially beneficial for the money that you pay per lead right. um, to bring in leads. Because although the amount that I would get per client would trump the amount that I spend on a lead, that stuff still adds up pretty quickly. You know, yeah. you're not guaranteed to get the client. Like you can always lose a client to some other person for some other reason, especially if your price point is higher than another trainer's price point. Y'all are offering almost the same thing. So um, that's, that's been a big change. Yeah, definitely. That's been hard to navigate for a lot of people. Um, have you done much with social media? I know you mentioned you try, dabbled in like Facebook ads a little bit. Do you use social media organically now? Yeah, most of the time it's organic. Um, every now and again, I'll be like, I'm going to boost this post and try my hand and stuff. Yeah. Um, and the numbers always look nice, but the, the, the money that I make off of doesn't reflect how nice the numbers looked on, you know, just all my metrics and stuff like that. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say, use Facebook, if we're being honest. Yeah. I will say like boosting posts on Facebook doesn't get much of a return. Like it, it'll get your post in front of a lot of faces but as far as like getting them to come in the door or selling them on something yeah boosting is usually like not great um have you ever tried to like create like an ad campaign inside of facebook yeah i think you might cut out again because i can see you talking but i can't hear you talking can you hear me now yes Okay, cool. <laughs> I don't know why that happens. Um, I was just saying like boosting tends to get it in front of a bunch of people and they like see it, but they don't really like click or anything. It doesn't really turn into sales. Um, right. Whereas like a Facebook ad campaign can bring people in most of the time. Have you done a campaign or have you just boosted in the past? Just boosted in the past. Ad campaigns when I look at it, it just gives me a headache and I'm like, yeah. oh, uh, no, my head's going to explode. Let me just try something that looks a little more simple. Yeah. Um, like that's why I want to have someone that's, that's, that knows exactly how to run those type of things so I can get more clients. Because if I can get clients just based off of this landing page that I have, that's not even my actual website, just imagine what I'd be able to do if I can access the, uh, the, the amount of people that are on my Facebook page. I know I have over a thousand likes, which I think, you know, that's enough people to be able to make some decent sales to. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, I'm hoping that once I sort out the marketing in the form of getting an actual professional, so to speak, um, that that'll change a lot. I'm really banking on that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you're getting clicks from a landing page that you're not even promoting, like imagine once it's promoted to the right people, how many clicks and how many, you know, like leads are going to actually come in the door. So yeah, definitely. I think you're on the right track there, but um, what would be something that you would tell someone who is aspiring to open a gym? Like what do you wish you would have known before you, you got started with your own facility? I wish I would have looked into LLCs more and understood how they worked 
because uh, things like you know annual reports and taxes and all that stuff that threw me for a loop um and now i'm kind of like still paying the consequences for everything that i didn't do in my first few years mm-hmm. and have to kind of backtrack and sort it out and get it settled so i would say um make sure you look into your llc's um have a program that tracks all of your income uh and you should be good on the back end because nine times out of 10, if you're going to want to open a gym, you probably have considerably good services. So you don't have to worry about that more than you have to worry about the backroom stuff. The backroom stuff is what's going to come back to bite you in the butt later. Yes, totally agree. (laughs) Yeah. Whenever I opened the bakery, I thought, you know, all my day was going to be me baking and it would be so fun, but it's mostly marketing, mostly management, mostly back-end administration. Yeah, and it's very stressful. Tax season last year was terrifying, but yeah, <laughs> we get through it. Curse word around here. Like, you just start talking about taxes, and I'm just like, I don't, don't want to I know. <laughs> Same. We're not going to get into it. That's enough. Um, but before before we wrap things up, tell us what your Facebook is, what's your website, that landing page. Where can we find you? Um, so my Facebook is, you can search Wingspan Training, and we should pop up. It should have, I don't know if you can see the logo on my shirt. I'm not sure. But it'll look like that. Uh, it's a wing with a little circle. Uh, you can search it by URL. It's uh, www.facebook.com forward slash wingspan PT. Um, you can find us there. Uh, my actual website is uh, www.wingspantraining.fit. And that's our actual website where you can kind of see a little bit of everything that we do. Uh, and the landing page, that's. That's something that I don't really know what the URL is, if we're being honest. That's okay. We have the website and we can find it, I'm sure. <laughs> so www.wingspantrainingfit.com? Dot fit. Dot fit. Okay. Dot fit, everybody. Awesome. Well, thank you, Gabe, so much for your time today. I really appreciate your contribution to the podcast. Can't wait to see how the gym grows and everything you accomplished on the road. Um, And to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out, and we'll be in touch soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.